Comics in the combat zone Comics in the combat zone Usually we make you laugh But now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes Hey there everybody and welcome to Comics at the Combat Zone I am Jordan Ducharme and I'm Ben Stead. And we are here to talk about CZW, Pyramid of Hell, August 21st, 1999. The most positive thing I'm going to say about this show is it's a pretty cool name, Pyramid of Hell. Yes, yeah. Uh, that made me so excited for what might happen in this show. <laughs> like, you knew there was going to have to be some sort of pyramid, I'm guessing tables or ladders. Yeah, and, you know, we know, we don't know who builds pyramids, um, but we <laughs> saw who built this pyramid, and it was... It was not a great answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there was an Egyptian on this show, I'm sure the fans would have been racial towards me. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, we are going to dive right into it as we normally do. No banter on this podcast. No. Uh, the same way this show had no intro video like the one last uh, last month did. Uh, it had no commentary. Uh, we came in halfway through the ring announcer's, announcer's sentence. And it's one of these things, you know, like, I'm willing to take a mistake when someone's doing it for the first time, you know, but you expect improvement or, th or like, you know, progression. Whereas this this promotion, it feels like two steps forward, one step back every time. Yeah, it was very weird. Uh, it felt like maybe someone had overspent on the budget for the last <laughs> show, and then they were like, guys, we've got 13 cents to spend on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, what are we going to do? Because as well, like, I'm sure at the end of the last one, they're like, this is the last ever show at the CZW Arena, but this didn't look that different. Do, like, was it the same? There, there's going to have to be a new rule for this podcast. We're not going to mention what arena they're in from now on. Yeah. Because it's been like two or three times where we're <laughs> like, they're going to a new arena, this <laughs> yeah. is so exciting. And then the show begins, and I'm like, this is the same arena. Yeah, absolutely. Even though it felt like they were making a concerted effort to destroy the building last week. Yeah, there, there was like a whole bit. It was a whole uh, Nick Fury post-credits where they were smashing it up with the gang. And they I'm lit like, it okay. on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, this, is, this felt like a whole new show. It did feel like something fell apart in the month between here. But we'll get it right into it here. Uh, we get introduced to Ron Hartog. Uh, I, I really list editing old episodes we always call him rob it's ron hartog i don't want to disrespect the enforcer they booed him though he got booed for some reason very weird <laughs> well he is a fucking loser yeah um, true. <laughs> he's always trying to get his shit in it's like you're not <laughs> yeah. a wrestler dude. uh but yeah the building looks identical uh like i had written here no commentary i thought that was such a step back man we really like if you were to tell me they were doing commentary, I would have hated it. And then once we heard it, it was pretty good. And yeah. then it's just not there anymore. Like, wait, it's dumb. Um, and the first wrestler we see is a guy who I didn't know if he was still with the promotion. Sensational one comes out. Uh, and he actually has a microphone. He cuts a high-energy promo about his opponent, who's going to be named Barr. And, and I have this line written, It doesn't matter if you're Roseanne Barr, a candy bar, or one of those bars I get my drinks at. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, it was dynamite. And of course, everyone was shouting Urkel at him almost immediately, like, yeah. through his promo. Like, I don't know. It, was very, it felt like maybe there'd been a house show where a lot of stuff had happened because, like, the crowd were reacting in ways I didn't I, expect because, I guess... But we don't know who's a face and who's heel in this. So I guess the audience just hate him. Well, and we also don't know who these people are. Like, Barr could be maybe for, like a local wrestler who has fans or friends in the arena. Like, I, I don't know any of this. You'd you know? hope, yeah, yeah. And Barr, he's one of these guys, like, we've seen this prototype in CCW a couple times now. It's, like, clearly a fat white guy, but wearing a lucha mask. <laughs> And then he comes out to like Metallica, and you're just sort of like, who does who is this guy? Who does he think he is? It's yeah, like, just a bizarre like look for a wrestler. 
Um, and then that's where we get sensational one versus bar. And right away, the bar crowd sensational one. Oh, yeah, sorry. Bar gets sensational one in the corner, and the ref starts counting to five. And sensational one gets angry at the ref, and Ron explains, he's got five seconds. And I'm like, again, CZW, I'm trying to get what the rules are here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then S- sensational one does the same thing. It's bar in the corner, and then bitch slaps him in the face. And that sort of gets a bit of heat on the match. Uh, this is just a most basic back-and-forth match. And weirdly, because Sensational One is playing heel, and it felt like a babyface promo, but again, I, semantics, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know even if CZW knows what's going on with their heels and babyface. Like, I guess it's just like one shot in terms of just week-to-week, week, whoever the crowd likes, the crowd likes, whoever the crowd don't, they don't like. Yeah, exactly. It's like playing fight forever. The, the, you can't go month-to-month. Yeah. Month. There's no continuity. <laughs> yeah. And continuity. Uh, and then Barr hits a pile driver when out of nowhere, speaking of no idea of faces and heels or whatever, Zandig and Nick Gage, the guys who've been feuding as long as we've been recording this podcast, come out in tandem and beat the shit out of Sensational One and Barr. Uh, and the match just ends at 2 minutes 20 seconds. It's very strange. Like, this is where the commentary's really missing because there's like a weird horror movie edit where the video seems to, like, deteriorate and then all of a sudden Nick Gage and Zandig are like on the side of the ring and just beating beating them up and I'm just like what on earth happened here when did they come in yeah it almost feels like an audible like do you ever hear that story of Vince McMahon at a house show he was watching a match I think it was Tajiri and Rhino and he was so bored with it that he runs out to the ring and tells him like wrap it up this is (laughs) shit the fans are bored yeah Zandig just doing that it feels like Zandig's doing that throughout this whole show man like this show is uh it was a breaking point for me watching this as far as like uh, reviewing this podcast. It feels like the honeymoon period's over and you're just watching the most self-indulgent promoter, Zandig, just get his shit in. Makes no sense. It's like he had the idea that afternoon. He's like, yeah. no, me and Gage should be a tag team, actually. So he gets the mic and he's also with his biker friend, which is uh, the same guy they haven't named for weeks now that he just shows up with. And they enter the ring holding three belts. So, again, I'm like, okay, I think Zandig or Gage is the world champ. I honestly can't remember uh, after the last week yeah, or two. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there was, a belt, uh, there was a belt given at some point last, last week, but I, I can't remember for sure. And then they say they ran the kingpins out of town because they wanted to go to the WWF. So now we're going to fight for the tag team titles tonight. Heartbreaking yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. This is where that was my breaking point was when <laughs> apparently the kingpins had been run out. Like that was that was very odd. Like was it WWF or WCW? I can't remember. They had but... said WCW, but then Zandig mentioned WWF. Uh, okay. Or say they, they went to go there, but we all know that's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> which is f- a fair point made from Cool Man Zandig, but also I can't believe kingpins are not in it. I guess there's still time. Yeah, hope fingers crossed they come back. Yeah, yeah. But so I guess they're just gone. It feels, again, it's like these guys all went drinking after the show last month and someone said the wrong thing and Zandig's like, well, you're fucking fired or whatever. Yeah, or like one of the Kingpin's wife was like, you're really going to hurt yourself doing this. You need to stop. You've got three kids (laughs) (laughs) and you've not got health insurance. For all we know, one of the Kingpin's is dead. Yeah, true. (laughs) They just wrote this on the fly. Uh, Zandig, at least he acknowledges that him and Gage have been fighting for months. And he's like, but we decided to team up due to respect. (laughs) And our tag team name is Respect. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst thing in the world, yeah. (laughs) As cool as Zandig is, man, he's no philosopher. No, definitely not. He comes across like a fucking idiot when he opens his mouth. And then Gage gets the mic, only to outdo the guy. Says, all you punks, listen up. 
Uh, and then he references the punk with the staple gun who le- that he left behind in the old building. And he mentions the old building. And I'm yeah. like, I'm positive this is the same building. Yeah, I don't... Maybe all, you know, the tier of stadium they can afford is just like The Sims where it's all just pre-gen. <laughs> like, and it just looks exactly the same, just generic. Yeah. Like before you've been allowed to make mo- modifications to it. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I've very never been weird. to New Jersey. Maybe this is just what every building is like in New Jersey. Everything I've seen of New Jersey, apart from my chemical romance, makes me not want to go to <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> I like Artie Lang too. I'll show <laughs> yeah, him fair. Uh, then a random wrestler throws in a trash can full of weapons, rushes the ring as rap music starts blaring, uh, and then Zandig just clotheslines him, beat the beats the fuck out of him, uh, power slamming him. Gage hits a brutal chair buster from the top rope on this guy. No explanation, nothing. I actually looked on cagematch.net and thanks to some random commenter uh, sort of sorted this out. Apparently New Jack, uh, RIP, had been feuding with Zandig. I don't know if it was online or in person or whatever. Uh, and he was just shitting on CZW. So this was Zandig's answer to New Jack. Oh, no he, way. He just had a random guy uh, wear a do-rag and attack attack him with weapons and they fucked him up like that was meant to be new jack symbolically I mean, incredibly funny to imagine new jack and zandig feuding online about <laughs> cz like just on message boards like their usernames are both just zandig and new jack and they're just slamming forum messages and things like that like yeah. that's that is the future essentially that's what the internet allows people to do so they should be best friends like they have so much in common yeah they yeah uh, <laughs> and then so after this random after three guys, the three guys all raise three belts. By three guys, I mean Gage, Zandig, and the biker raise all three of the belts. And it, this is one of the most confusing, poorly booked debacles we've ever seen in CCW. Really is just garbage. Uh, hard cut, <laughs> and we get the ring announcer says, "Up next, uh, special trios match," and then introduces Brian Logan, and then we get a singles match. Like I don't even know why I <laughs> said that. I'm just like, I have to write this shit down because it's so stupid. But I'm like, why would you mention a trios match? And he then means this. Three matches tonight, at least. That's what he's saying. <laughs> that must be it, because there yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. there's no six-man tag on this whole card. So it's not like even he got it wrong. No. Order. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, it's so fucking irritating, man. Uh, so first up, we get Nick Burke, who's actually a name I've heard before, and I think maybe he's going to be a long-term CCW guy, which is terrible, because he seems annoying right away. He calls for the mic. He says, there's three types of people I don't like in this world. Fat chicks, carny folk, and people who fight using chairs. And we're like, all right, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool guy. How long did it take you to write that? Yeah. Uh, and he's here to end hardcore wrestling, which I do like that gimmick in a, an ultra-violent federation. Yeah. CCW. Uh, but then this woman in the crowd heckles him. I didn't hear what she said, but she yells at him. And the crowd, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's the first time you've ever seen a woman be treated with respect in a CCW arena. Yeah. Because uh, they loved her. Uh, and then someone throws something, and the guy calls him into the ring. And Nick's like, all right, get in here. And then the kid's like, all right. And he goes to get in the ring. And Nick's like, whoa, 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 security, get this guy away from me. (laughs) It's just like the audience member called his bluff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So stupid. I would not rely on CZW security either. Like, they would, I imagine that kid, if that kid's willing to get in that ring, he's willing to beat up any and all security guards that they've got. 
any of these security guards look like they do whippets like out front of the show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're all drunk as well. They're 100% all they're slammed. clearly trash. Yeah. You can see them joining in on chants and shit sometimes. And like, we had that one where, remember the ring announcer tells the guy like, hey, security, get in there. And you see security like flip off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, do your job. <laughs> uh, and then we get Johnny Cashmere out next. Uh, and of course, he comes out with a chair uh, and throws his shirt in Nick Burke's face. And that's how you know these guys mean business. Uh, so we get the second match of the night, Nick Bur Bur Burke versus Johnny Cashmere. Uh, they're chain wrestling while Burke just talks constantly, uh, sort of the same way like Reckless Youth does. And I hate it because the arena is so small that you pick up every word these guys are saying. Like, yeah. Kevin Steen did this all the time early in his career, and it's just fucking annoying. It's like, you guys aren't funny, and you're not really good at wrestling yet. <laughs> yeah. So just focus on one thing, you know? Yeah. Um, then a kid yells, like, fuck you to Burke. And it's, like, clearly, like, a six-year-old. And I'm like, maybe he's got heat, at least. <laughs> uh, so Burke's in control. Super basic offense. He literally just somersaults on him. Like, like goes down to his knees and does a somersault. I'm yeah. Like, this I, is really, like, not offense. I mean, a constant throughout this show, I think, for me, is just the matches were just, like, so basic and very boring. <laughs> like, yeah. they were. it was really hard to, like, maintain focus because there's not even, like funny gaffes or anything like that or or that often it was just yeah very simple moves like and 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 that was it really like, no the whole card was two guys we don't care about doing basic shit yeah and, yeah definitely and, and it really is like one of those it's not so bad it's good it's so average that we're it's gonna bad. have to yeah. try to make this entertaining yeah um, we're trying folks <laughs> <laughs> so eventually the ref takes a big bump from cashmere uh take it to a huge pop because the crowd just loves seeing a referee get fucked up they hate uh, authority to, <laughs> to be fair to them and burke calls for four and hits his moonsault when all out of nowhere a dude a random dude we've never seen before in a suit hits the ring he throws a chair at burke and then big boots it which actually looked look pretty cool and then he wakes the referee up and cashmere gets the pinfall win at 658 uh, so the heel gets screwed by double teaming. Great, great booking here as well. Trios match. And then the, <laughs> yeah, what a great trio. <laughs> yeah. And then the suit guy hugs Cashmere and takes the mic, and it's like he's doing his, his best Sopranos. But I guess Sopranos would have just been airing this year, so it's like just fake Italian. This is just a New Jersey Italian guy. Yeah. Um, and he insults the white trash crowd. Uh, and then the lady from earlier that heckled at the beginning runs up to the side of the ring and like flashes her bra and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. this is the moment of the night so yeah, far yeah. by a mile. Not and even skin, just bra. And then the crowd are like, holy moly, <laughs> that's holy no shit. Jersey girls for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the coolest moment of our life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you hear immediately that some guy near the cameraman's like, they should do a strip search on her. <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> Just fucking, and it totally throws the guy off too. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm trying to cut a promo here. So then Cashmere takes the mic and announces that family has arrived in CZW. So we're, we're getting an Italian-American stable called The Family. Are you excited, Ben? Uh, I'm excited for them to have found no Italian-Americans to do it and just be getting, like, random people <laughs> to put on an Italian accent. Yeah, me too. Just, like, because also they won't have had the Sopranos to kind of give them an idea of what it sounds like, so it will just be the worst accents <laughs> in the world. Yeah, I, that's what I want to see as well. Yeah. Uh, so Dave, the announcer, says that the House of Dahmer have asked for the microphone and a chance oh. to talk, and I'm just like... Man, could this show get any worse? <laughs> the two people I hate to hear from most ask for time to talk. Uh, so they come out, uh, of course, the House of Dahmer being uh, John Dahmer, uh, Midnight, and 
what's his name? Fucking Diablo Macabre. I hate saying it. And as soon as uh, Midnight comes out, the fans start chanting Ron Jeremy at him, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The crowd are on fire. The crowd really <laughs> carried the show. Like, I know, uh, the, you know, wrestlers are always like, you know, oh, it's for you, it's for you. But this time the crowd were doing it for me. Yeah, like, this was for me to help me get through. 100%. Uh, so the mic is too quiet, and they have this shitty promo battle with awful camera work. Uh, these are guys are meant to be a stable, but then they agree to have a match. Uh, but as this is going on, the, the front row of dudes, like on the hard camera side, have totally lost interest. And instead, they're yelling at the chick who flashed earlier to show them her, her tits. Yeah, they start chanting. Yeah, they show they, your tits. At like the lady. The, yeah, and I'm like, oh my, well, there was a moment now where the crowd were pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. That woman tried to do something nice, and now they're going to ruin her night. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, to be fair, her showing her tits would have been so much better than this match <laughs> we're about to talk about. <laughs> like, this is so shitty, dude. Um, no one seems to care about either guy in this match. Midnight uh, is controlling early with fast moves, but, uh, again, no one's paying attention. Dahmer hits his sort of patented spine buster. Which, it reminds me of, like, the comedian who bombs every time, but he's got one joke that works. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. John Dummer's Spine Buster always looks good. And that's yeah, it. and it's a joke that you begrudgingly laugh at every time. Because you're <laughs> yeah. like, well, okay, I'll give him that one, but the rest <laughs> of it's garbage. Exactly. Uh, and then, just during the match, Midnight's partner Diablo just enters the ring right in front of the referee. They blatantly start double-teaming Dahmer with the double clothesline, double moves. And then they hit the DDT, and Midnight gets the clean win, or gets whatever you'd call a clean win, at 4 minutes, 16 seconds. Uh, again, like, I, I, I just fucking some semblance of sense or rules or, like, they yeah. did a ref bump the match before for the guy to come in and cheat, and then they can't do it the next match. It's yeah, and I think the thing is, like, especially with this one, is, like, if you're not going to have that, at least make it chaotic and fun. Yeah, because it's like yeah. they're not really following any rules, but they're not really doing anything with it. And no like weapons. that's yeah, you know that's the um, that's the thing with this is like all the matches seem quite lethargic and just quite sloppy. And it's just like have they all had a roast dinner before these matches? Because they just <laughs> just want seem to want to go to bed. Like there's no care at all. I love you. Always manage to get the British as <laughs> yeah. in a bit. I got to carry it across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all I have written here is at least it was short. Uh, Midnight and Diablo say this faction's dead, and now they are called Cult Country. So, if you remember on the second show, I believe these guys debuted as a tag team, and they were pissed they weren't allowed to work as a tag team. So now, like, here we are five shows later, and they finally get their dog Thank shit God. tag team. Yeah. Hard cut as we continue with the next match, as Wife Beater is introduced. Now, Wife Beater... Wearing a wife feeder, of course, is actually like a, a legendary early CZW guy, and he's known for his death matches and shit. Okay. So I, I was actually like, oh, fuck, this is cool. Like, it's a debut of this guy. Uh, but he's got a manager, Big Max Mac. Big Max Mac. Uh, how would you describe this guy, Ben? Um, I can't. I, I can't. You're going to have to describe it for me. <laughs> He's just like... Uh, I'm trying to remember which one it is. He's the big, fat, like, trailer trash sort of... Oh, like trailer trash kingpin from Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. He looks like the fifth guy in an amateur gangbang. He, <laughs> he, he looks like just a bad guy. Yeah. He's not funny at all, but he thinks he's funny, and he's talking so loud. Uh, I was just like, oh, fuck, man. Like, another one of these. It's like every manager in this company just has to be the most insufferable asshole. Very greasy. 
very greasy. That's yeah, it. and also, just to be clear, there's 100% been more wife beaters on CZW, I'm sure, but this is just <laughs> the one who's first named as such. Yeah, he wears it like a flag. <laughs> yeah. But wife beater, he's, his body, like, he's jacked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's clearly doing steroids, and he's eating chips for some reason. Like, I think he's trying to do a white trash thing and gimmick, and his thing is he's eating lots of chips. Famously jacked white, yeah. They, they just love getting jacked and eating chips. And beating their wives, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, this Big Max cuts this awful grainy promo. Uh, it was just fucking awful. And then Wife Beater tr- grabs the mic from him to try save. And it was an all-time great quote from a promo. They call me the Wife Beater, but you can call me the gynecologist. And tonight, you're going to see the proctology I do on Trent Acid. <laughs> it's so bad. It reminds me of, like, there's a bit in Scott Pilgrim where he's just, like, trying to do something about beating someone up and just keeps doubling down on something awful. Yeah. It's so confusing as well. And you, you, I was just like, where's he going? Like, they're not going to know what gynecologist means or proc. I didn't even know what proctology He doesn't know meant. what they yeah. mean. They're yeah. different. I was like, what are, you do- what are you talking about? Just say you're going to beat someone <laughs> up and they're stinky. Like, that's it. Yeah. Vince had it right. Just called them stinky <laughs> yeah oh man just fucking awful and so then out comes trent acid who again sort of does have like a bit of star power he does yeah, feel yeah. like uh sort of you know a hot property especially with this fucking tandem of wife beater and big max on the other <laughs> side uh and big Mac, the match starts and big max is just talking non-stop it's really fucking annoying and trent acid like does this thing before he starts and he's like wait everyone stop and then he takes his shirt off and there's actually some women in the crowd cheering. He's got a good buddy. He's, he's a young, strapping lad. Yeah, he's hot. And he's yeah. wearing, yeah, I think I remember he's wearing <laughs> jeans. And I always respect a wrestler in jeans. No, not for long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no spoilers here. <laughs> <laughs> they take forever to get into this match, uh, but then they actually seem pretty good at it. Like, Wife Beater seems to know what he's doing. And as we've said a couple times already, Acids clearly seems trained professionally. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. just being having basic training puts you, like, a level above everyone in this company. Uh, Acid even does a dive from the top rope to the outside and wipes out Max and Wife Beater. And then he follows up with a missile drop kick right to Wife Beater's face that looked pretty good. Uh, it's just, and then Wife Beater gets in control, starts doing like classic power spots. Uh, it was just, it was, this was the closest thing I'd say to a good match on this show uh, so far, you know? Yeah. Um, and probably later on as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think the thing that lighted down as well, that, like, is the camera work. Like, I know there were shitty cameras last week. At the show, but at least they had multiple angles and at least they were, like, decent. Whereas the camera work in this show is so bad, and especially because the action goes outside of the ring so often. Yeah. The action is just so chaotic, you can barely see anything. They're always missing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was just a shame that, like, the one half-decent match, just the camera work's always not great and doesn't totally. catch a lot of it. Well, and like we said at the top, it's excusable if it's the first or second show. But what's inexcusable is getting it right for a few weeks and then going back to shit. Yeah. It's like, what happened? Like, I thought you guys had the basics down, at least. Uh, I thought this was a company I could be proud of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really believed in you, CZW. <laughs> yeah, and you're disappointed. Uh, and then Trent Acid, uh, he grabs a chair from White Peter, kicks it in his face, and then he pulls his shorts down, revealing his bare ass. And when I say his bare ass, I mean, this isn't like a Ric Flair two-second, like, oh, they pulled my pants on. This is like an extended period of time his ass is out. He, he <laughs> yeah. does two moonsaults. Yeah, uh, is, yeah. And then Max pulls the referee out before he can get the pin. And then Zandig comes in from out of nowhere, and he hits the Gorilla Press and Falcon Arrow on Wife Beater, and then drags Trent Acid, who got laid out somehow, whose ass is still out, on top of Wife Beater. 
and then Acid gets the pin <laughs> and then pulls his shorts up after yeah. getting the pin. Real. Yeah. 13 minutes and 10 seconds. Putting the ass in Acid. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah. I it's, like that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, I've always got time for a good ass-out joke. I'm just like, yeah, just wrestlers just getting their bums out. I mean, it was a lot more prominent, I'd say, in the 90s than it is now. Totally. Uh, very funny, though. I was there for it. I, I thought it was funny as well, but then I also did wonder, I'm like, dude, this, this audience is like half children. Like, this could be illegal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess it, it technically could be. I mean, a lot about the show is probably illegal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we'll get into that. By the way, there's just no explanation for this Zandig attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just, like, leaves after, and then Wife Beater cuts a promo saying, on September 10th, him and his brother will be getting revenge. I don't know if his brother is Max or if he's got another yeah. guy debuting. I, no explanation. Yeah, I mean, t- saying on September 10th, my you know brother, thank God he was 1999. Who knows what they could have done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a hard cut, and then we come back for the Falls Count Anywhere match for the Iron Man Championship. First out is Just- Justice Payne with Big Daddy Smooth. And, of course, Justice Payne has to take the microphone. Uh, he says, he and Smooth are here. And then they ask the crowd, what's my name? And they just don't say anything. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is always funny. And then White Lotus comes from the back and says, you want to fight? Let's go hardcore. <laughs> and, and then he comes out with, like, a wheelbarrow full of plunder. Uh, or, no, sorry. He, he, so I, I fucked this up completely. This is actually a great, a great surprise attack. So White Lotus microphone from behind the curtain is saying, you want to fight me? Let's go hardcore. And then a random just distraction guy enters with a wheelbarrow full of weapons. And Justice oh, yeah. Payne's like looking at him. And then White Lotus attacks from yeah, behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, White Lotus, formerly Quicksilver, has yeah. made the full transformation at this point. Uh, just, I hate the name White Lotus. Like, I hated Quicksilver, and I think White Lotus is considerably shittier <laughs> than Quicksilver. I don't know about it's you. It's just but. very odd. Yeah, I don't know what like what he's going for, really. Like, I guess <laughs> he's just he's just wearing, like, white pants. Like, he just wears a bit of white, but I'm just like, why White Lotus? It's just very weird. Um, Lotus keeps going and throws uh, Justice Payne into the wheelbarrow and then dumps him outside of the arena, which yeah. is sort of cool. Um, and they're fighting outside. It's actually nighttime. Because uh, I remember the last time they fought outside, it was like in the middle of the day or whatever before the show. So uh, Lotus just finds this random pile. I want to say like a pile of car hoods that aren't on the cars. Like just it looks like a scrapyard almost. Yeah, I mean, I think what's very funny about when they go outside though is that like because there's no ring and there's no there's no ro- like making exaggerated noises. All you hear is just like two breathless dudes being like. Ugh, uh, 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 <laughs> You just really hear they're strained, like trying to lift each other up. It's like yeah. it's like before you do the audio editing on a film, and you've got all the the like props making noises. So it's just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so glad Zandig didn't hear that, or else he would have demanded like Alice and James <laughs> yeah. put over it. Uh, but it is dangerous. I mean, like, uh, he suplexes him on a pile of just random scrap metal. And I'm like, you could just get a cut and, like, get him. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's ridiculously dangerous. And then they wrestle on top of a van. But it's clear it's been, like, raining that day. So it's, like, fucking slippery and stuff. Yeah. And then there's someone off camera you can't hear who's saying, get off the van. Like, get the fuck off my van. <laughs> and you're like, dude, it's just an audience member's <laughs> yeah. van. Like, we wondered this a few weeks ago. But they just... They're just fighting on top of the cars that happen to yeah. be there, fucking up people's vehicles. A hundred percent. Yeah, there's no... I would not take... I'd walk to that event if I was going a hundred percent. I'm not... Well, not, I'd be getting shit-faced, so I, I wouldn't... Yeah, we'd, I'd be walking with you, looking <laughs> after you, so... 
so yeah, then they get back in the ring slowly. Uh, White Lotus is busted wide open, and they sort of just start a normal match in the ring after a while. Uh, Lotus gets control of an atomic drop, and then a pretty good Death Valley driver. Uh, and I don't know how, but Justice Payne got busted open as well. Then Justice Payne counters the three amigos that uh, White Lotus always does, hits the low blow, then a sling blade, uh, and then the match sort of just falls apart for a bit. Uh, it's almost like they forget what they're doing, and then Justice Payne just gets a roll-up uh, for a quick count at 9.30. Yeah. So it was all right. I like the outside stuff. Yeah, it's a bit of cre- creativity. And like I said, like at least if you're going to abandon all rules and going to abandon this and that, at least have fun with it. And, you know, yes. going outside, it was quite fun. Like, you know, there was fun moments in it, but I just still think, you know, even in a shorter show, this was like one hour 45, everything still felt like it dragged. Yeah, and then, okay, so I'm just reading my notes. And I watched this a a week ago for context, um, but I forgot that they announced this is actually an Iron Man match. Um, They didn't say how long it would be. They just said this is an Iron Man match. So everyone acts like the match is over, including the sound guys who start playing Justice Payne's music. And then Ron Hartog has to yell over, everyone, it's not over yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the match just fucking continues. And I realized, like, oh, yeah, we're doing an Iron Man with no timer. So so Lotus just starts kicking his ass uh, outside the ring again. Smooth attacks from behind. Lotus sets up a table. Justice Payne climbs the stage, the, the, the same stage that made me know it was the same arena that they sort of broke last week. Hits a brutal leg drop from the top of it through the yeah. table. Like, insane bump. Uh, after this, Lotus is, some for some reason, in control, like, uh, after taking a bump. It's almost like they did things out of order. And then he hits a, a Michinoku driver off the second rope for the second pinfall at 13.05. So now they're tied one apiece. Uh, tons of reversals before Justice Payne hits a lion salt and then slowly back up. Justice Payne hits him with the sweet chin music, then a tope to the outside. Smooth throws powder in White Lotus's face at one point, and then Justice Payne gets a cheap third pin at 16.08. And then suddenly Lotus is making his comeback, and you hear... 25 seconds later, the bell just rings, and Justice Payne is declared the winner of this Iron Man match at 16 minutes and 33 seconds. Yeah, I'd really lost it at this point, I think, because it just felt dog shit. <laughs> like, I, I have written here, I feel dumber having watched this. Yeah, it just... And it was bugging me, it was making me angry. Like, yeah, like, I, we have to do this podcast, so I know I have to watch these, but sometimes it's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Becoming one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Quickly. You know, this like the music one uh, where they played music over every match. Yeah, that wasn't great. Is It's nearing that level to me because I'm just getting angry at how stupid this all is. Um, then we get another hard uh, cut and we get the CZW ultra-violent main event for the vacant CZW tag team titles. So the Kingpins uh, are just... Yeah, done. I just I just got rid of them, which is a real shame. Rest in peace, Kingpins. <laughs> Rest in pins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds we see them back do you think oh 100 percent, yeah because it feels like zandig's the sort of guy who will fall out with you and then the next week will just forget he ever fell out with you mm-hmm. because he's doing so much stuff and we'll be like yeah you're booked for tonight lads like what are you doing <laughs> get out there or like he'll he like whenever he's drinking he'll get angry and fire guys but then he'll smoke a joint and be like oh what am i doing uh, the king, i love you the guys. company needs the kingpins um, but so Lobo's out first wearing his classic Venom shirt from, I believe, the second He's shirt. brought the Venom shirt back. This is how you know he means business. Uh, and he grabs a microphone and cuts his garbage promo on Zandig. Uh, he says, 
I'm twice the man Gage and Zandigar, so I don't need a partner for this match. Uh, Rick Blade then enters with Lady Blaze and grabs the mic saying, even though their styles are different, he respects Lobo. And, and he wants to repay a favor that Lobo did for him, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very odd. Like, the styles are different and, like... The guy seems genuinely, like, if he's acting, he's genuinely angry about having to pay Lobo back because he just looks annoyed. Yeah. He looks really annoyed. And I was like, oh, are they going to call their tag team Respect as well? Like, every t- Respect yeah. v. Respect 2. Yeah, the these sequel. two tag teams that hate each other but respect <laughs> each other. Yeah, built on respect. And you can tell Lady Blaze is like, ah, this is fucking stupid. What are we yeah. doing here? Uh, then we cue the fog machine and a sing-along as Zand begins to just a little bit, just a little crazy. And I, I know I only know that's what the song is called because it's just the the lyric that plays over and over and over and over. And they, it, I'm getting flashbacks to that music show because this match begins and the music is just playing. Yeah, it keeps going. Like I was like, what is happening? Like I don't understand what's happening. Of just like the music just keeps going. I don't know whether they turned it off or they were like, this is going to be a cool affectation or. Well, and it's what? funny because we're, we're going off that New Jack thing earlier. Like New Jack's whole thing was as he ran out, it was chaos and there was rap music playing over the top. Right. And it was fights or whatever. So I wonder maybe that's what the beef is over because Zandig's like, I want to play music over my matches or whatever. <laughs> it's just the worst idea. It doesn't fucking work no. at all. It, it maybe if it's like highlight clip package or something. Yeah, or at the very least, good wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. But then Lita, uh, Lady Blade, I call her Lita because she hits the Lita Canrana. Uh, which I guess is just what you call it when a woman hits a, a hurricane <laughs> <Yeah>. run. <laughs> but she hits a perfect one on Zandig, and Zandig actually sells it great. Like, it looked pretty awesome. Uh, and it puts him outside, and then Blade dives on all three of the heels. Uh, and then uh, Lady Blaze jumps to the outside, and Zandig just sort of catches her. And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. And then he just, like, lays her down on the ground sort of gently. He would never He's hurt a, a woman. Yeah. <laughs> That's wife beater. <laughs> I did like this. Uh, one of the few things I like about this show is uh, sort of Rick Blade getting elevated to that main event scene, though, and coming out. like, And he does look like a stark contrast to a guy like Zandig or Gage uh, and seeing him sort of fight together. I, I just like that. that yeah. Sort of the, the plucky underdog sort of taking it to he's, Zandig. Yeah, and Blade has been, you know, he's very showy and he's like, he knows how to do a flip and he will constantly remind you that he knows how to do a flip. But <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like still pretty good value in the grand scheme of season. Totally. Yeah. If he, he, he potential-wise, he's someone who could actually go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he learned just how to fucking wrestle a bit. <laughs> but so then, as as this is happening, the song ends that Zandig entered to, and then someone just hits loop and it starts. Again, <laughs> yeah. I'm like motherfucker. It's like they're trying to make me hate this show. Um, but over by the corner, Blade moonsaults off the stage, and then they head back to the ring. Um, like off the stage that Justice Payne went off at lands on Zandig, which again, look crazy bump. Uh, and Blade has control on Gage, which just looks so weird seeing that like Rick Blade like lead the match with Nick Gage. <laughs> it's just, just a weird visual. Yeah. Um, I think the camera work in this one as well, because it does go outside the ring again, is like mm-hmm. not great. Like they did it, 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 like they just, the crowd. The cameraman just seems to keep getting lost in the crowd, like trying to find out what's going on and what's. It looks like, yeah, like in a found footage film, someone's running up to a crime scene. It's like, where's it going on? What's going on? Because he's yeah. just like, where is it? Where is it? What's going on? The cameraman like, is the nightcrawler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's in, and then in the middle of this match, Zandig confronts the referee, and he's like, "I hear you signed with the NWA." 
And the referee's like, what? And then Zandig clotheslines him, picks him up, and Falcon Arrow presses him. And the referee's just out from this point forward. Yeah. Uh, that's what, oh, sorry, that's when Ron Hartag runs from the back, and, and he takes over the ref duties. Clearly, Zandig must respect Ron Hartog. They're, the they're giving poor Ron a lot of work to do. <laughs> like, well, he can let, use it. Yeah, I guess. What, just, like, I don't know. Just I'm worried for his health. <laughs> um, what are the odds he's alive today, Ron Hartog? You think? 13% chance. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, so they bring in... Uh, what do I have here written here? Oh, yeah, they bring in the car hood that I talked about, sort of like, I don't know how better to describe it, like the hood of a car disattached from a car, just a, a random car piece hood, of yeah, red, yeah. red metal. Uh, and they start doing moves on it, uh, and then outside you see Nick Gage throw a blade through that flimsy wall that they've been breaking for months now. Uh, in, in the ring, Gage hits two pile drivers in a row and then a sit-out powerbomb on Blade on the car hood. Which just looked brutal. Like Blade is taking a ton of damage in this match. Yeah. Um, then Lobo, like, there's a scaffolding near the entrance, and he wheels it to like the side of the ring, and and it's almost like he's gonna do a dive off like a, this mini scaffolding that's well above, like from the floor, it's well above the top rope. Like this yeah, is, yeah, it's, it's huge. a big scaffolding yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but then someone trips him up. And then he gets hit in the head with a chair, and he's sort of, like, laid out on the top of this scaffold, you know. And then with Lobo out, they begin setting up what I can only describe as a pyramid of hell. Yes, the titular pyramid of hell begins <laughs> construction. <laughs> so it's three tables on the bottom right next to each other. Then two sort of turn the other way, like Jenga. Yeah. And then one on top. So Your standard pyramid of hell. Yeah, yeah, we tables. all know that, yeah. This this fucking these six tables probably cost more than most of these guys were getting paid on this show. A hundred percent. Yeah, Zandig really that? respected those tables. <laughs> if it's at least fifty dollars a table, which I think it must be, I mean, fuck, that's like two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it cost me three thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, so with Lobo laid out on the top table, uh, they begin playing Zandig's terrible song again, and they they start. Uh, putting the bottom three fire uh, tables lit with lighter fluid than the middle two. And Lobos, they, they move him from the scaffold to the top table. Yeah. And they're literally, like, roasting him, like, under a pyre. They light the fucking tables up. And this is easily the most dangerous, reckless thing this company's done that we're talking about. Like, this is so crazy they did this. Yeah, and I think... So this show has been dog shit, and it will be reflected in my rating. But <laughs> at the same time, I think it's probably the most important episode we've seen so far because i definitely think that the pyramid of hell probably did really well for them on like like people wanting to see it mm -hmm. and like the image of it and like setting it on fire and being like you've got to see this spot man you've got to see them put so i think it probably informs the future of czw a lot more than previous shows have totally but it, it's, it's, it's a spectacle yeah and it's but it's amongst a lot of dog shit but it's like yeah it's insane because the fire is like reach there's no way any of this is built for like fire safety dude it could have lit the roof on fire so easily yeah a hundred percent it could have lit lobo on fire lobo could have gotten like seriously fucked up it, in this yeah it could have lit the woman's bra on fire who had <laughs> been flashing God. previously how sick would that have made <laughs> yeah that would have been all i would have been like hell yeah brother <laughs> <laughs> like a comedy. <laughs> yeah, we should be booking this. <laughs> yeah. No, but this is this really is like you should just. If, I doubt it's on YouTube, but this visual is just tough to describe. And then it gets even fucking crazier. So out of the roof of the arena, <laughs> yeah. 
a, a bag of tacks falls onto Lobo. And then you see Justice Payne is up there, like almost like uh, like if you move the ceiling tile, there's just like a hole in the roof. And you see him come, and then he drops an elbow onto the Pyramid of Hell, onto Lobo, as like two of the tables break. And the fire, thankfully, just goes out because there's no guys with fire extinguishers. There's, yeah. There's no, like, safety precautions here. There's a video of, like, um, like security cam footage of, like, uh, they're in a shop and a guy just falls through the roof. And then the other guy's just like, oh, hey, Ron, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it just, like, the way it happens, I just, like, someone should be like, oh, hey, Justice Payne. Because it's just like he's in the roof. Like, what? How? That's so dangerous that they got them to climb in there in the first place. But then also to be like... Yeah, we need we need you to fall through the roof, mate. And totally. you're like, it's it's not. It's like wild, but at the same time, I can feel myself getting excited because I'm a dirtbag yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty awesome actually. There's tables on fire. Totally, totally. Yeah. Like like this is what we thought every CCW show would be from the very beginning. Yeah, is just really reckless, dangerous, fucked up stuff. And this is like I said, it's it's seven shows in, and this is easily the craziest thing they've done, and maybe the stupidest. Uh, like you said, probably important for the company, but I'm like, Christ, man, like the fact that nothing went wrong here is like a small miracle. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the we've talked about dangerous stuff and dangerous botches, but they've always been in service of just like very standard mm-hmm. things, whereas this is very elaborately dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like the kingpins dropping a guy on their head, that's just bad wrestling. Yeah. But I've seen that bad wrestling. This is like really poorly thought out. Like just a crazy thing to do. Yeah. Like I can't stress it enough. And then, and then I'm not even getting into how silly it is that Justice Payne is now siding with Zandig <laughs> and like that whole thing. I respect. Thought, yeah, I guess respect is now the respect three tough and guys. Honor. Uh, and meanwhile, during all this, so they they pull Lobo off this fire pit, and I'm assuming this is kayfabe. But they stretch your Lobo out. Uh, and then the final shot of the show, uh, well, first of all, you see Zandig in the ring, and he power bombs Lady Blade. He's very funny. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and totally go, flies against what we said about him never hurting a woman. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the biker guy goes to powerbomb uh, Blade, but then he doesn't get him up and almost drops him on his head. And then he decides to like gently put him down instead of drop him on his neck, which thank God, because yeah, uh, a king, a lesser kingpin would have dropped this guy on his neck. I imagine if like uh, there's been tables on fire, but the way you go out is like just a poorly executed wrestling move. <laughs> like at least let me go out in the blaze of glory of the pyramid of hell. Oh yeah, blaze of glory. Yeah, nice. Like yeah, Rick, Rick Blades. Uh. <laughs> Um, but then we see Lobo being resuscitated with like oxygen and this lady's like working on his chest and I'm like I really hope that's yeah I was uh, that was quite uncomfortable the way it was shot because it's like weirdly like over shoulder as well and it's like is he trying not to film it and actually it's real or like is it it Mm. was just it was very uncomfortable because like what I'm like I'm like did Lobo just inhale a crazy amount of smoke just being at the bottom at the top of that pyramid because I remember when there was they were resuscitating Zandig Mm. and like he was like vibrating like (laughs) he was like Doctor Strange seeing the future and like (laughs) that gave it away that he was okay but Lobo's just like ow he sold it well yeah 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 this is a weird like as far as this show goes Lobo didn't really like he just happens to be there, but he's not like he's factored into any stories or whatever. Like, he's fighting Zandig for some reason, even though they were teaming together. Like, it, again, this is just po- so poorly booked. Yeah. Um, and then we get an end show video montage with just random clips from, I'm assuming, future shows uh, played to a corn song. Uh, and that's how this one goes out. Bam. Yeah. 
What do you rate this bad boy out of seven? Probably a what? Uh, not uh, 0.75, I wow. think. Yeah, I, I think it's really bad. Like, I think, like we said, like, bad in a way that when you, you know, when you watch a Formula One race and there's no crashes and you're like, well, I guess that's good, but mm. also that's lame. Like, it's the <laughs> yeah. same thing where you're like, like, I guess nothing that happened. And the entire 0.75 goes to the pyramid of hell because, yes, it was awful and dangerous and things like that. But also, you're kind of like, well, that's what we're here for. That's what we pay the subscription money for. Mm-hmm. Like, then the rest of it was just like so blase. Like, it was just so grey. Like, I just, there was nothing memorable or uh, it was all very averagely boring. I completely agree. I have written here 0.0. That's what I felt <laughs> in the moment. I might give a point five. I might give it a point five just due to how insanely dangerous the Pyramid of Hell was and how cool it looked. Yeah. Um, but man, this show is just like, like, like I said, the honeymoon period's over. Uh, it's just clearly like Zandig's vanity project. I feel like if we were reviewing like a right like right wing conspiracy theories like YouTube podcast that's got like seven views, and I'm like, <laughs> this isn't even meant for consumption. This <laughs> yeah. is just such shit. And it's just such poor a poor job. And it really just fucking made me angry. I was like, this is like inexcusably bad because we have the first six shows to go off of. And yeah, it felt like it was taking a step back, which sucks extra hard as well. And like, it felt last month like that they were, you know, Zandig did this yeah. big promo with all his boys in the ring. And it's like, hey, we got commentary. We got production. And come on, things are going up. Or maybe a better arena. Instead, it's the same arena, no commentary, terrible production, terrible matches, terrible booking. Yeah. What can you say that's good about this other than corn. A, a guy almost died? Corn. <laughs> corn. Yeah, corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but honestly, I, I just really hated this. And I hope next week, next week we get a big improvement. Yeah, yeah, because this was kind of tough to get through, I think, because of how boring it was, like, yeah. until the end. We'll never abandon you guys, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, please send us messages how much you really respect what we're doing and <laughs> yeah, we're how much you need this because we need that how much braver we are than the troops <laughs> yeah uh, we're stand-up comics don't you know we're the bravest people going that's what everyone tells us hey this is truth telling yeah and this is the last bastion of it in reference to czw specifically <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh <laughs> anyways guys this has been another episode of comics in the combat zone please keep following wrestling brain keep it tuned in and, and follow us individually i'm jordan ducharme at funny jordan d i'm ben stead i'm at pink hoverboard And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back at you next week.